0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't say going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. But life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish.
1: The podcast that would never debase itself by basing an entire episode on promoting its live show in New York City on June fourth at 7 PM at the spot. In Hell's Kitchen. We would never. Never. <laughs> we would never. We would never. We genuinely are very excited to talk about New York City, not just for our own promotional gain.
0: Uh, Gayishpodcast.com slash live. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge <laughs> the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today
1: Today we're gonna talk about New York.
0: New York City Get a rope, Kyle. <laughs> I love that face. When I can make you make that face, everything is amazing.
1: Oh God, I need to stop <laughs> rewarding your bad behavior with, with. Annoy- no, it's not a. It's just disappointed face. Maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> the beatings will continue until morale improves. Just so you know.
1: Ooh. Yeah, D- I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're
0: going to talk about New York City. Yeah. yeah, yeah. uh as you as you said. Hmm. It's just an attempt to sell more tickets.
1: Yeah. It's a week and a half away. <laughs> it's a week and a half away.
0: Are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure? No. Yeah, me neither.
1: <laughs> we will be. We'll we'll get ready by the time we show up there. Um, but first. But first. Here's the news. Shut
0: your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News.
1: News. News. All right, Kyle. All right, Mike.
0: News the first. <laughs> Uh, there's data that was released by the Cultural Currents Institute, the CCI, and they claim to now know which state is the most closeted. <gasps> Do you have a guess?
1: I mean, is it Utah? It is more? Utah! Oh my god! Congratulations! Ding, 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 ding. Did you already I know would. that? No, I didn't. Oh, oh. No, I guessed. <laughs> what, Mike? I got it right, so you think I cheated.
0: Oh. Mean. I don't, I don't know how to, how to process i don't
1: <laughs> it's okay we can i celebrate your success moment. kyle <laughs> <laughs> I, c- I celebrate your success verbally and in accordance with law
0: they looked at google search data from 2004 to 2023 and they tracked search terms such as am i gay <laughs> mm. am i lesbian am i trans how to come out and non-binary they looked at all 50 mm. states and the district of columbia and Utah was number one in three out of those five terms that I just mentioned. The Republican-controlled state is home to the largest population of Mormons in the United States, has traditionally conservative social values, and apparently is very anxious about their sexual orientation. Um. So the top five states for the search term "Am I Gay" were uh, Utah, Iowa, where our lovely production assistant Derek is from, Indiana, West Virginia, and New Hampshire. Top five states for the search term "Am I Lesbian." Utah, Connecticut, Kentucky, Washington, hey, and Colorado. Are there like We live in Washington. Uh, tentative or unsure lesbians
1: in w- Washington? I, don't know. I guess so.
0: Apparently so. Yeah. Okay, I won't go through the rest of them, but what I want to know is what do you think about that as a methodology? Do you think like to to I it seems to me a bridge too far to look at those search data and then say most closeted like that's it means most closeted
1: I I think I like this I mean I think search is like very it's like what personal things I mean the other thing you could look at is porn habits but yeah (laughs) search is like a very personal
0: oh my god what you care about i just got a horrible feeling in my stomach of like (gasps) like if the universe could see my search term history just from doing this show alone oh
1: (laughs) yeah you'd like people to (laughs) tell our topics every week i think yeah um yeah so i I, yeah i like this i think it's a smart tactic to use
0: they the cci explains that the data is relative representing each term's share of all google searches for the region or time period being examined and that the data does not simply reflect the reality that more people are using google today than in 2020 or in 2004 Hmm. don't know how they corrected for that but they Hmm. claim to have Hmm.
1: anyway yeah news the second i was swallowing so uh, yes i'm prepared actively listening to you
0: great excellent well no not excellent this is really sad oh uh saint cloud florida had a pride event that was scheduled for june the 10th and last week they canceled it they specifically said because of florida legislation they were afraid that the recent state laws passed in the don't say gay fuck face dick bag, asshole DeSantis universe might mean that their pride festival would be illegal. That there would be harsh penalties imposed because they arguably are a venue that would permit children to view an adult live performance under the definitions in state law. And uh, so they just like canceled it.
1: Yeah. I, lo- I really enjoy the comparisons that people make. Like, people will post pictures of a child at Hooters and be like, you think this is okay. Like, th- th- it is, there is no other reason other than it is gay people doing this. Right. When, when you and other straight people and people you're attracted to do this, you don't give a shit. Your kids are around it.
0: Yeah, because yeah, we're disgusting perverts, Kyle. Exactly. The straight people are normal.
1: Yeah. I would like to... I don't
0: actually believe that. In oh case, no no! In case that, this is I, somebody's first episode. Oh no no! <laughs> like, <laughs> that was uh,
1: the Mike sarcasm. Classic Mike sarcasm. <laughs> I want to nominate mm. Desantis as King Fuckface Dickbag Asshole. Great. Okay.
0: Are <laughs> there other nominees?
1: <laughs> I have none. Great. I he is my sole the one person I'm pushing forward. Okay. Okay. Let Ron. 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 (laughs) Fuck you, Ron. God, fuck
0: that guy. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, there are other uh, events in Florida that have been canceled recently. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a pride-related festival in Tampa, Port St. Lucie, and in Lake County. So the thing is, they sort of implied or said even that this wasn't what they were going after, that they weren't going to use this legislation and everybody was like, okay, we'll take your word for it. And that's so fucking stupid because yeah. clearly they wanted to silence and destroy yeah. and hide gay people. Yeah. And it's working and like, it's fucking fascism, Kyle. That's what it Russia's is.
1: Russia's like, we're just doing military drills on the border. We don't want to do anything. And everyone's like... Uh, no you're fucking not yeah. like we can see with our eyes what's happening yeah. and you can't pretend that it's not we know what you're going to do next you just it, it's it's we're in we're still in this new world of what you say doesn't matter and everything can be a lie and you have no repercussion for it yep. fucking sucks
0: yep fucking sucks fuck you florida I mean, and everywhere else that shit like that is, is yes. happening that you know tennessee and nebraska and texas and you fucking name it it's happening
1: yep absolutely dickbag fuckface assholes yeah ron ron
0: News of the last? Yeah. All right. News of the last. We got to get into this thing, Kyle. <laughs> the Los Angeles Dodgers are in a world of shit now. Yeah. Okay. So if you've not been following it at all. The Dodgers
1: a- play baseball.
0: The LA Dodgers play baseball. And they have an annual pride night. And they it's a rather popular pride night being in the Los Angeles area. There's a lot of fucking gays there. Mm-hmm. And I have
1: data on that coming up.
0: Great, excellent. Um, and they w- announced recently that they were going to be honoring the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence with their Community Heroes Award.
1: I didn't know that part of it.
0: Yeah. So when it was when it was announced that they would be the recipients for uh, all of the work that they do, and they do amazing work in uh, especially raising money for HIV/AIDS uh, research and treatment. Yep and um, evangelizing things like prep. Uh, they they just are, are really uh, amazing. And if you've never seen them before or don't know who they are, like if you see a kabuki-faced bearded nun with a glitter beard, that's more likely than not a sister of perpetual indulgence. Yeah. Um, more on them later. But uh, so th- then a campaign started not... In California, <laughs> the let's see, what was the name of that Catholic vote started a call in campaign saying that, quote, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are an anti-Catholic hate group which exists to desecrate and degrade the Catholic faith. The idea being you're making fun of nuns by dressing up like women, you disgusting drag queens. Yeah.
1: When actually they're raising money for charities and in the community and like doing more charity work than some actual Christians.
0: Yep. Uh, again, this is more, quote, for a revered all American institution like the Dodgers to bring the sisters into mainstream and honor them is reprehensible. He went on and accused the sisters of, quote, taunting the women religious who serve the poor in Southern California and around the world. Now, Sister Unity, who's a founding member of the Los Angeles Order, Uh, who was one of the people being honored at Dodger Stadium. She said, quote, we are not anti-Catholic. Being anti-Catholic would be anti-people, and that's not what we do. Hmm. Now, I don't know if the Los Angeles Dodgers has a single fucking gay person on their staff because they announced last week that they were disinviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, not giving them this award, and they were no longer going to be part of the lineup for
1: Pride Night. That's even bigger knowing I did not realize the award part to like not only be like, oh, you're no longer invited, but also we were going to honor you with a community award that you earned from all the good work you do to go from that to be like, oh, no, you no longer get this award. Like they, they, rec- they were going, they, they thought they were great. Yep. A second ago.
0: Yep. 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 So. Senator Marco Rubio got involved. Uh, See, he could be another nominee. Second nominee. (laughs) For King Dickbag Fuckface Asshole, also from Florida. Rubio?
1: Ron? Hmm.
0: Hmm. Ron Rubio?
1: (laughs) I'm just noticing a pattern.
0: Um, He said, quote, do you believe that the Los Angeles Dodgers are being inclusive and welcoming to everyone by giving an award to a group of gay and transgender drag performers that intentionally mocks and degrades Christians? Thing is, You don't fucking know. You don't fucking understand. And the L.A. Dodgers fucking caved to this like brouhaha. So then the American Civil Liberties Union blasted the Dodgers on Twitter saying that they would pull out of Pride Night if the club did not reverse course. L.A. County Supervisor Lindsay Horvath vowed to do the same. L.A. City Council member Eunice Hernandez, whose district includes Dodger Stadium, condemned the move. And then on Thursday, the L.A. LGBT Center issued an ultimatum, readmiss the sisters or cancel Pride Night altogether. The Dodgers organization did not respond as quickly as they would have liked. So then the L.A. LGBT Center tweeted on Friday night, uh, oh, no, Thursday night. Uh, this, as a long-standing partner of the L- LA Dodgers, we are very disappointed in their decision to rescind their invitation to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to be honored at the 10th annual LGBTQ Plus Pride Night. As a result, and in solidarity with our community, LA Pride will not be participating in this year's Dodgers Pride event night. Pride night event. Pride is a fight for equality and inclusion for the entire LGBTQ community, and we're not going to stop now. Let's make this year's Pride celebration louder than ever. I think that's fucking magical. Yeah. And, of course, now there are all of these conversations about, like, all they really wanted was our money and our ticket sales. And for us to buy a bunch of beer at the game, they don't actually give a fuck about gay rights. Because if they did, they would know that this is not a good look and not a good move.
1: Yeah. I think it's the year, like... I'm coming around a little bit on the, the value of corporate pride mm. I think like someone mentioned like I live in a small city and when Target puts up it's fucking rainbow gear it makes me happy because I get to see it for the first time so if they're doing it for money okay but also I get to see it yep yep Uh. Um.
0: God what's her name
1: Rachel yes from the uh queer Jews episode right yes yes so I'm like okay there is value in doing it but also I think I love this because it's it's not just do that and get our money. Like let's hold you accountable. And especially right now you have to include trans people. You have to include drag Queens. That part is not negotiable. Yep. You we don't get to include part of our community. And we, because we are the more gay being gay white men, we are mo- more accepted in the community. And we have to say, no, this won't, we will not participate in this. If you don't include tr- trans people.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Also, I just want to point out, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence do not consider themselves drag queens. Hmm. Labeling them as drag queens is just flat fucking wrong. Hmm. And, oh God, where the, where the... It cult? does
1: fall under this, like, attack on anyone doing anything gender nonconforming these days.
0: But apparently, like, it's fine to, like, everybody... Fucking straight people loved Tootsie and fucking loved <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, but apparently... Some like it hot. So, a dude with a beard dresses up like a nun and, like, raises money for... AIDS, and they're the problem. Yeah. Fuck you, Yeah, you fucking dickbag asshole fuckfaces. Kyle, goddammit, now are I'm we pissed just, off. I'm so fucking pissed off. I'm not even going to enjoy the rest of this episode. Just
1: do this episode angry. Yeah, now nah, I'm over I it now. It. Okay. I'm good now. <laughs> I wrote down our nominees for dickbag fuckface assholes are Ron, yeah. Rubio, and america (laughs) those are the three we got so far mike amerigo vespucci yes
0: (laughs) um i'm very interested to see where this goes because the campaign to get them to reverse that decision is escalating and it is this weird mixture of things that i just am fascinated by what do you think is going to happen are they going to will the sisters of perpetual indulgence appear at next week's Pride night event.
1: I'm gonna be surprisingly optimistic for me. I'm gonna say yes. They're gonna reverse their decision. They're gonna invite them, be like whoopsies because they want to do a pride night. What do you think?
0: I think I I don't know. I'm on the fence.
1: You I'm, have to you have to decide. Yes or no. Uh, what do you say?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I think when you've made a decision like that, you have to double down mm. and you risk alienating your non queer Audience, yeah,
1: which is their, which i.e. their audience, most of the audience, yeah. So yeah, I could see that. We'll
0: see, we'll see, we'll see. That's the news.
1: That's the news. Speaking of people, we'll see about. (laughs) We'll see how we feel about these people. No, that's mean. I support and love these new Patreon members. First, Kobe Gordon. Kobe Uh, is spelled with a K. I feel like that would be important to Kobe. Yep.
0: Like, like Kobe Bryant like Kobe beef O
1: B I E no uh, sorry Kobe A
0: Kobe A um yeah, okay go ahead
1: uh Gordon Meyer Gordon Meyer Brian like what did i say or i was or reading something. the wrong thing Brian Meyer Mur Meyer Maher Maher Mar maybe
0: great um, hi Brian <laughs> uh
1: Narsoul? Narsul, Nar, no there's an accent narasule um it. You're, uh, doing so good and brad shreve <laughs> that one i know <laughs> we've had him on uh listen to brad shreve's uh, spotlight but uh, thanks brad i got at least one name right this week thank you so much to all our new patreon members if you want to get episodes a day early and ad free um they come out every wednesday for patreon members and then also at different levels you get bonus episodes content merch good good shit Go to patreon.com slash Podcast
0: And half off your live show tickets that you're going to buy right now, you fucker. If you don't want to be number four on our list of dickbag fuckface asshole nominees, buy your tickets now.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Gayishpodcast.com slash live. Do you want to talk about New York? Let's talk about New York City, Kyle.
1: (laughs) Why did you say it with a, a bit of sigh in your voice?
0: Okay, partially it's because we are going to be live in New York City at the spot in Hell's Kitchen next weekend yeah well weekend after next in like eight days after this posts yeah. or whatever i didn't realize until right this very second talking to you about it we might shit on new york and fuck something up real bad and be and hated show and show up <laughs> and be up and like and say, hey here we are <laughs> well it's better than like
1: at least we're not doing it in front of them like that's no, that's, well, that's true my like Uh, to sit in front of people i'm gonna try to talk about we we know our topic we're not going to reveal it uh, oh yeah i almost just said it god keep me under control kyle keep keep that shit (laughs) in keep it cool um but i'm gonna talk about shit that happened in new york and new york people might be like i know new york more than you so i don't know i'm glad at least we're doing it a couple episodes (laughs) out before (laughs) our show so um i so i'm gonna start yeah where did you start kyle By telling you about how gay New York is. How gay is New York? How gay is New York? That was the question I asked myself late one night as I was prepping for this. Yeah. And... Did you make up some answers? And (laughs) I just guessed that sure. My answer was seven. Great. It's seven gay. Seven gays. Yep. (laughs) Um, No, I actually looked at data, the Williams Institute, which I've mentioned before, and I actually looked up... Serena? Serena Williams Institute <laughs> that studies New York. It's a really <laughs> weird system she has set up. Good. Venus loves LA. I don't know. Coast v. Coast. No. Uh, Williams Institute is a public policy research institute based in UCLA School of Law. Focus on sexual orientation and gender identity issues. They're ones that always show up with great data. So they're like a. I know, a reputable source. So, Great. they released a brief called "LGBT Adults in Large U.S. Metropolitan Areas" in March 2021. Um, their data was collected from 2012 to 2017, and they used data from the Gallup Daily Tracking Survey, where people would ask about people's identities. And so, that this is in that survey, how many people? And then they figured out the math percentage of people that identify as gay. Great. Okay. Or LGBT. Sorry. Um, So I have it based on pure like number of people and percentage of gays. Okay. So number one, gayest city in terms of size, actual size, the raw raw size.
0: New York City. New York City. Because it's like the biggest city in the United States by such a wide margin any like normal statistical thing it's going to be the it's most
1: going to be New York for yeah. sure for sure and these are also metro areas so this includes New York Newark Jersey City like that broader metro area mm-hmm. all of these are the, the bigger metro area mm-hmm. so yep New York and yeah it is it, they estimate 700,000 gays there like LGBT people I keep saying gays instead it's fine Um, and the next one is Los Angeles numbers. yep L A is number two, so New York. We see you, L A. Hey, you're there too. How many of you could fit into Dodger Stadium? (laughs) All (laughs) five hundred and twenty thousand of you. So it's New York seven hundred, L A five hundred twenty thousand. That is quite a bit up there. Yeah, but like you're right that New York is like far and away. So by one measure, it's the gayest place. Um, Just going down the list. Do you have guesses for three, four, and five?
0: Uh, Chicago, Houston. Um, no Houston Or Dallas No I don't know I Oh Atlanta I said I thought maybe Atlanta
1: No Atlanta F- um, Three is Chicago Four is San Francisco And oh, yeah. five is Miami Fucking San Francisco Fucking San Francisco I looked at where Houston was Because that's where I'm from That is number 11 You basically just named our tour stops <laughs> I did Yep And number 12 is Seattle That's here That's where we live, That's which is why I threw that in. Okay, so by percentage, though, this, I think, is the more accurate way to look at things, the percentage. It's not just about volume of gays. (laughs) It's about the proportion of them. Um, And the highest uh, number one based on percentage is?
0: Salt Lake City, Utah. No. I've heard that before, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if it's true. Oh. Apparently, it's not true.
1: Well, according to this one, at least, number one is San Francisco with 6.7%. Why well, you got to be a stereotype of yourself, San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco is one of two cities that shows up in the top five list for both of these. Great. So San Francisco is pretty fucking gay. Yeah. Uh, number two is Portland. Number three. Portland, Oregon? Uh, I presumed. Okay. It has to be.
0: Because there's two of them.
1: I, there is. It's not going to be the other one. Okay. In, there's it, no it's, way. It's, it's in Maine it's not going to be that <laughs> okay great there's there's no way is that one i
0: mean i've been to portland i get it
1: yeah that one's super duper gay yeah um austin is number three no uh, all right all I'm, right okay. i'm i'm reading you the data like you I, can't say no to data
0: I think that Austin, I believe that actually, for the same reason that I keep saying Atlanta over and over again, is it has a reputation as being like where all of the fun people in Texas go to get away from the rest of Texas. Yes. Yes, absolutely.
1: That's like, I keep saying like, if I ever move back to Texas, that's the one place I would be comfortable living. Yeah. That's the only place I'd be comfortable living. (laughs) Great. Number four is Seattle. Yay. That's us.
0: That checks out. I mean, it's it's 100% in this room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't narrow it down to just this studio where we're recording. Otherwise they would we would have been number one at a hundred percent case. Um and number five is LA. Oh. Okay. So nowhere on that list did New York appear. Yeah. So New York is number twenty one.
0: Wow.
1: On the list with four point five percent. Is it all of the like finance bros? <laughs> I, that's what I was thinking like like Austin you were saying like queer people and fun people are like I should move there whereas New York like a lot of people are like I want to move to New York so I wondered if that was it it has a bigger not San Francisco that's like oh I can defo be gay there you know like Portland is like in the immortal
0: words of Liza Minnelli if I can make it there I can make it anywhere sure I also don't think that she's the one that wrote that song. She, oh, just,
1: she just sang it. I always say when you like we give characters on TV show the credit, like, no, a writer wrote that. You don't know which. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, so. Start
0: spreading the news.
1: Start spreading your legs. Um, <laughs> New York is number one gay or number 21 gay. So, I mean, percentage wise, not as gay as I thought. Get
0: your shit together, New York. No. Yeah. I don't. get gay. No,
1: no, no. You're right. Double the people need to come out. No, not double. But at least we need to increase conversion therapy and by that i mean converting people to gay
0: (laughs) oh my god kyle before somebody flips the fuck out at us in the hate mail section oh sure it was liza minnelli oh the theme from new york new york is the theme song from the martin scorsese film new york new york 1977 Uh Uh uh-huh it was written for and performed in the film by liza minnelli oh no way i thought oh good for her because sinatra also had a hit with it didn't he yeah, in '79, Sinatra recorded it, but and and it became associated with him. But he stole it from Liza Minnelli. Good thing he's dead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fuck you, dead guy.
0: All right. Anyway, you know what song I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. I didn't. I I I think that's one of those songs like every fucking person in the world yes. knows it or better. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to talk to you about the history of gay people in New York, Kyle.
1: Okay. Wow. I'm going to buckle in and and shut the fuck up. This is going to be long.
0: All right. Thank you. Um, I,
1: <laughs>
0: <so> <laughs> I have in the Gayish Library this book, and I'm so fucking excited to read the rest of it, but this book is Gay New York Gender, Urban Culture, and the Making of the Gay Male World by George Chauncey.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you physically picked it up and showed it to me. That helps on this podcast. I can't help it, Kyle.
0: (laughs) I would do this if the microphone weren't here. So I'm trying to be me. Okay. I don't know.
1: Have you tried being better?
0: This book was written in 1994, so it is almost 30 years old.
1: Wow. And it
0: is a treasure trove of a bunch of shit about gay culture, not just in New York, but In general, that I'm just I'm fascinated. I'm going to read the whole thing. I almost didn't get the news done today because I was reading this book instead (laughs) of. Anyway, fucking love it. I'm going to start with a quote. Quote, and this is not it's in Chauncey's book, but it's not Chauncey. It's not a quote of him. It's a quote in the book. Okay. Uh, Okay. Here we go. Quote. These men act effeminately. Most of them are painted and powdered. They are called Princess This and Lady So-and-So and and the Duchess of Marlborough and get up and sing as women and dance, ape the female character, call each other sisters, and take people out for immoral purposes. I have had these propositions made to me and made repeatedly. That was a visitor who, uh, sorry, that was an investigator visiting Columbia Hall, also known as Paresis Hall, at Fifth and Bowery in New York City, in what year? Uh, uh,
1: 1965.
0: 1899. Damn. So Columbia Hall or Parisa's Hall uh, was known as, quote, the principal resort in New York for degenerates.
1: Hmm. And that would show, I did a little bit of, I'll tell you a little bit of history too, but degenerates showed up a, a lot.
0: A lot, yeah, yeah. Also, I was very surprised at how early the word fairy was associated mm. with gay men specifically in New York City. Oh. Um but but the thing is uh 1899 there was like that's a known place for the gays, like mm. an entire fucking hall, an entire neighborhood and that bucks a whole bunch of things that we think about Stonewall, which I'm going to talk about Stonewall later. Um But uh, it's funny, in the 1870s, there's a guide for a Latin American businessman, and it was published uh, that showed different kinds of people that you'd run across in Soho. Huh. Um specifically, there's a, a cartoon that I'll show you and then we'll we'll post it to social media or whatever. and uh, it, it shows a dude at the intersection of Broadway and Houston and includes in the upper right hand corner a fairy. He's wearing a <laughs> he's wearing a tiny ass hat. he's delicately holding a cane, has a very distinctive limp wrist.
1: Oh, look at that wrist. It's it, so fucking gay. but the 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 thing is that was a fairy.
0: And that's what they were called in 1870. Wow. And that's a brochure like showing Latin American businessmen what to look out for in that neighborhood, Broadway and Houston Street.
1: Look at that faggot. Right. I'm reminded of the phrase, (laughs) I would dial the, would he dial a phone with a pencil? Dial a phone with a pencil. (laughs) That wrist would definitely use a pencil to dial a phone.
0: Absolutely. It's, It's really interesting to me, I think, that the idea that gay is a new thing Hmm. that we sprung out of the ground at stonewall and Mm -hmm. didn't exist and we've talked about that on the show a bajillion times but nowhere is that more apparent and obvious than in new york city Hmm. Some of that is just a function of the size of the city. Like we were saying earlier, talking about statistics, like it, you get any city of sufficient size and that's where the shit happens. And that's absolutely true when it comes to gay culture. So the gayborhood, the original gayborhood in New York city was as uh, is, is a place called Bowery. Mm-hmm. And that has largely n- not, um, it's the lower East side of Manhattan. Um, and they they don't really call it that anymore, although there's Bowery Street. It's the Lower East Side uh, is is um, what it gets called, apparently. If I'm wrong at me, I would like to know. <laughs> and then but by, the, by the 1920s, there were three gay villages I- I in New York City. There was The Village, Greenwich Village. <laughs> there was uh, Harlem and Times Square. All three were considered havens for homosexuals. There <laughs> were bars that catered to them. They had these big... Um, balls for um, entering gay society uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk more in the section about Stonewall about like myths about what life was like before Stonewall hmm. but uh, it, it's it's uh, there's this huge history of pretty what we would consider normal gay life way fucking back in the day Right. 1870s, 1880s, 1890s, um, all all happening there in in New York City. Um, and there's a bunch of theories about like. What happened with all of that history, because it has been sort of erased. And um, he points out George Chauncey points out that really it was a prohibition that really associated drinking culture with gay people as being like a thing that we need to stop them from hanging out That's when you see all of these laws start to pop up about you can't have gay bars that allows the mafia to then take over and start serving gay people to they wanted our money mm-hmm. uh, the great depression also had a big impact but then also the lavender scare so world war Two ends a bunch of gays come back from being in the military settle in a few places New York City and San Francisco being two really big examples of that and then there is a backlash against that that leads to McCarthyism and the Lavender Scare in the 50s and that really demonizes gay people and they become more explicitly the target of legal action and and things like raids and like ruining people's lives etc but New York City really was the sort of battleground for that
1: yeah anyway that's i think i'll
0: I'll pause there i guess yeah
1: yeah um so you talked about one of the battlegrounds like in new york being bars Mm -hmm. so i'm going to talk about a really specific example of that um uh, a protest coming up and that's the gay sippins that happened in new york sippin sippins um it that pulls from the civil rights movement great um using inspiration from that to to protest so most of this is from a history.com article by thaddeus morgan came out in 2018 the subtitle for the article is in 1966 three men walked into a bar stated they were gay and ordered drinks when they were denied service a movement began wow okay and so if this hadn't happened stonewall might not have happened and i'll get there so like you said gays were regularly refused service at bars the uh, new york state liquor authority based service requirements on what was called orderly conduct
0: yeah and
1: gays being gay was considered disorderly conduct yeah so
0: if you there's such a tool like a tool that gets used by oppressors all the time is just label something again like say that it's decency or say that it's normalcy or say that it's like whatever a, vague fucking word you want to use and then you can totally discriminate against people on the basis of torturing that word to mean whatever you want it to mean yep Go see
1: on. the new see the news section that you just did right yeah yeah Dick so big fuck face assholes right i told you i was number gonna be one. mad the whole episode That's true. <laughs> i see number one ron ron uh, so and and that could include even just, I wrote down, intimate encounters between two men was considered disorderly. Anything that made you look gay. Yep. Basically. Yep. This is partially because a lot of the things that you talked about with Prohibition and um, there was also specifically in New York, Mayor Robert F. Wagner Jr. We hate him. The World's Fair was in 1964. So he wanted to clean up New York City for the visitors. And that meant getting rid of gays shutting down gay establishments yeah. I- increasing the police raids on gay bars yeah and so the sip-in uh was spring of 1966 and the members that there were three people dick of course the one of the first guys this did a sip-in was named dick yeah um dick lick no leish um <laughs> was the leader of the new york chapter of the mattachine society
0: great um we know them
1: uh yep, yep. Uh and two other members which on in the history.com article it said that was Craig Rodwell, Rodwell. Ooh Jesus Christ, Craig. Um and Randy Wicker. Wikipedia said Craig Rodwell and John Timmons. Hmm. I guess I believe history.com as a more reputable source, so I don't know, but it's weird that like a thing happened. We, it was a person. It was one person. It was one of them. Yeah. But yeah. it's written down as two different people. Like, how, how do we not? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, they drew from the civil rights movement. So they went into, they went bar to bar looking for a place that would deny them service. Great. So the first Good one. Good work.
0: Good work, gays.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> Because they wanted to specifically challenge this rule. So they went to one bar that when um, reporters showed up, the bar closed down. <laughs> I mean,
0: it was just an excuse to get fucked up. Like, it's, it's a bar crawl y'all <laughs> give, give me shots like, yeah they did
1: three shots at each bar and we're like yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah it was craig rodwell's birthday yeah, it yeah. was really really. Yeah. <laughs> no so the first one when they saw reporters closed down hmm. they just instead of not serving them they just closed <laughs> uh the next two served them great even though they said they were gay um the third one was julius's which was apparently a sure bet to get rejected because just a few days earlier it had been raided, oh, So okay. they were on particularly high alert. Apparently there is um, a sign in the window. Like they showed signs in windows. I guess when this happened, this is a rated premises is what it said. And it says wow. the NYPD. Like, wow. I, I don't know that uh, maybe the, I didn't read about that. Maybe they just like fucking hung sa- signs up after they raided it so okay
0: more evidence this was just a birthday party bar crawl then because like you <laughs> should have started there
1: that's true i don't know what, yeah i don't know why you, i don't know their they, thinking process and they, they they're wanna, like we want to get fucked up before we do this thing yeah. yeah i don't know um apparently the um they julius has been raided julius was raided and a clergyman was arrested for soliciting sex that's what i wrote down who knows what's actually true then maybe they maybe they you can invent charges when you rape yeah. shit. so After they were denied service, that's when the news coverage the New York Times and the Village Voice, which Village Voice is like the prominent gay newspaper, like maybe historically the most famous gay newspaper of all time. Although apparently they're not doing it anymore. I heard that. Yeah, I thought it, yeah, it went out. Anyway, um, the New York Times, the headline for the article was three Deviates invite exclusion by bars. Sure. Feels a little judgy <laughs> if yeah. I have to pinpoint one piece of criticism. Feels a little judgy. Deviants. Yeah. deviates.
0: Oh, deviates.
1: Yeah. Is that a word? I, you know, New York Times? Probably at that time. Probably, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, the Commission on Human Rights got involved. The uh, They maybe went to court. I wasn't clear on that part. But the State Liquor Authority, as a result of this, decided that they no longer viewed being gay as disorderly. And apparently, there was an immediate change after that. Like, spring of 66, all of a sudden, things changed for gay people. Huh. They, uh, There were less police that's raids.
0: That's before Stonewall.
1: That's before Stonewall.
0: <laughs> all right, go ahead.
1: Yes. And that's part of why. So, uh, as a result of this, and quite immediately, things got better for them. There were less police raids. Bars were less likely to lose their license for serving gay people. And because of that progress that gay people made during 66 they started then to expect that progress mm. if if they were still in the times where they were getting rated all the time maybe stonewall wouldn't have stood out as much mm-hmm. but because they had made this forward progress yeah then when stonewall happened they're like fuck you no we're not yeah. going we're not doing this yeah. and there are a lot of other things that happened that caused stonewall to happen um but but this is one of those contributing factors gay people are fucking over it that
0: reminds me of all these companies that are trying to force their workers back into the office like the pandemic i worked from home and it was fine fuck you (laughs) you know
1: how you were okay with me working from home when it was your only option look i can keep doing it yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah. so nowadays uh julius's (laughs) Julius's claims uh, its website claims that it's New York's oldest gay bar and Greenwich Village's oldest bar. And mm. it holds a monthly party called Mattachine. So when I went to the website, it had like the promotion for the Mattachine event. Is it going to be happening when we're in town? That's a great question, Mike. We should go. We should go if it's happening. Yeah.
0: We should also run down to Christopher Street and go to the Stonewall Inn. Even we should. I asked them if we could do our show there and they did not respond mm. to me. They were busy rioting. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, no, we should. We, I have not been to Stonewall. We should definitely go there while we're there.
0: I went there with my ex. It was. It was neat. Oh, that it felt historic. Because it is. It should be.
1: Yeah, it should have. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. So those are the sippins. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Thanks for thanks for that birthday party book crawl that turned into that a riot. Turned
1: litigious. <laughs> like most good b- booze crawls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well so you talk about that leading up to Stonewall and and this book by by Chauncey he he has a lot of things to say about the m- myths of gay stuff before Stonewall mm. and he wants to explore a little bit like where this narrative this idea it's not even a narrative just this idea comes from that like we didn't exist before Stonewall yeah and he, he 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 touches on 3 uh, myths. I oh I I wrote in my notes. We think of Stonewall as being the start, but for New York it's barely the middle.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: Um so the first is the myth of isolation, which he says is the the myth that we have that anti-gay hostility again before Stonewall, anti-gay hostility prevented the development of an extensive gay subculture and forced gay men to lead solitary lives. This myth is basically gay men weren't gathering together. So there was no there there for hmm. developing culture. Hmm. And that's absolutely not true. Like I said before, Bowery and um, uh, by the 1920s, Greenwich Village, Harlem, Times Square, there were in New York, big pockets of gays hanging out all together. They had a culture. They had their hmm. own manner of dress and a way of speaking And a lot of that has been lost for reasons that I'm going to go into in a little bit, but like that's just not true So if you have it in your head that like gay history doesn't exist because we didn't have a community We absolutely did in several places in New York City Hmm. Also talking about um, like the the different ways that they talked coming out did not mean out of the closet that's a relatively new connotation of it um in new york slang in the 20s it was about code switching more than anything Hmm. um you you would um you would come out into gay society at a big ball they would throw these big dances in rent uh ballrooms and they would have these ceremonies and like there were even certificates i saw there's a certificate in here of like welcome to the gay world Aww. and like a graduation diploma for that's for cute. coming out yeah why don't
1: we have those today I, we absolutely
0: should yeah uh, but yeah apparently in the 1930s that it was totally a thing but so they didn't they didn't say they didn't say come out of the closet they said come out into society mm-hmm. but one thing that they did say about like your status of outness was uh, was uh this whole thing about again code switching so you would wear your hair up that's what they would say. And that meant to like butch it up and be straight so that you could pass in straight society. And then you would let your hair down. Oh. Um, and that's sort of, we know that phrase for, for other reasons, but to to gaze in New York in the 20s, that, that meant to let yourself be as gay as you want to. Mm. And then...
1: You're right, that is code switching. That's crazy that we just talked about that.
0: And also slang in 20s gay New York was uh, to signal to other men that you were gay in public was to drop hairpins. So you you would say like Kyle, I was on the bus the other day and I was totally dropping hairpins and that was hair up, hair down, dropping hairpins was to subtly hint to somebody that you were gay. Interesting. Um anyway, so so that's that's the myth of of isolation. The second is the myth of invisibility, and that's the idea that even if a gay world did exist, it was kept invisible and thus remained difficult for isolated gay men to find not true in new york gay men were out and visible they were known in the newspapers for uh wearing red ties and having bleached hair and
1: wow bleached as a as a gay stereotype existed long before it did these modern times that
0: that was around uh, 1918 damn and in fact, one New Yorker said in an interview in the New York Times in 1918, quote, our streets and beaches are overrun by fairies. <laughs> we were not invisible, yeah. at least not in New York. That's just a myth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think of visibility then creates a backlash, which then creates our push for rights. Like that's the uh, the myth that I believe that is not true. That's interesting that 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 is not the process that it went through.
0: Yep last is the myth of internalization this is the internalized homophobia internalization uh the myth of internalization is that gay men this quote gay men uncritically internalized the dominant culture's view of them as sick perverted and immoral and that their self-hatred led them to accept the policing of their lives rather than resist it
1: Hmm.
0: at least in new york absolutely untrue as early as the 1890s there were gay new yorkers who wrote articles and books sent letters to the new york times published their own newspapers in the neighborhoods, and urged jurists and doctors to change their views they were actively fighting against the systems of oppression that were in place in those communities and um just The idea that gays just felt bad and hid in their shame. Absolutely not true. At least not in New York. Again, as early as 1890 something.
1: 1890. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So New York was just like is has been always will be for a long ass time. Gay, 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 gay.
1: (laughs) If you want to hear more about shame, listen to our bonus Patreon episode about (laughs) shame where we talk about internalized homophobia. (laughs) He
0: also goes into this whole thing about that there's a there's this narrative that we especially fight against today. And we've talked about it a lot on the show that gay culture is white middle class culture. Mm. Right. And the narrative, the theory, the myth is that that is the only group that has the resources to make it happen. Mm. That the idea is that like poor people are too busy working too hard to like go out and get fucked up and do coke or what i i, I don't know <laughs> um it kind of makes sense though right yeah but, but like and, and and largely that is our view yeah not in new york not historically speaking but uh, a lot of this history has been lost because that's what we look for we look for middle class white gay culture which in new york didn't really exist a lot of this was working class it was african-american folks it was uh, italian and irish folks which were very much discriminated against in the time periods that we're talking about because of the backlash against huge swaths of immigration that were happening. But uh, research up until he published this book was focused on the New York Times articles and and mainstream white middle class sources instead of he found a whole bunch of stuff in African American press, especially for the Harlem Gaborhood tabloids. It was looking more at working class culture and uh, looking at pop culture instead of just like medical and um, legal documents. Hmm. Um, And uh, he points out there's a reason that all of these neighborhoods that existed in New York in the 1890s, 1920s, those were all also historically black Irish and Italian neighborhoods because it was not middle-class whites it was it was those places where where gay culture could take root mm. and then can't leave this section here without pointing out white middle-class culture even even stonewall for a long time totally erased the involvement of trans women of color right yeah. the, the,
1: uh, there was like a, a actual white statue <laughs> A physical white statue that was placed outside of like two white people or something like yeah. that commemorated stonewall instead of uh, black people trans people black trans people sex workers like all the people that went to stonewall
0: yep yep absolutely it's just not true it's yeah. just not true that's us whitewashing yeah um
1: it's crazy how much who is telling you this story who is looking back on it and where are they looking i it, like that like Oh yeah, I'm gonna look at the New York Times. Like, well, there's there's far more there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There there really is. Mm. I love this book. I'm gonna read it more. And I I wish I had more like modern things to say about New York. It's just I've been so steeped in this this the history stuff that yeah. Uh, I I think it's important though to also recognize New York as being like the forefront of of the HIV/AIDS crisis, and a lot of like. Television and media is produced in New York, and there's a, a lot of involvement in, uh, of gays in those industries. Broadway, of course, and musicals and, yeah. and other kinds of theater are this h- huge draw. N- New York is just, it's the place, man. Yeah. We're talking about the Statue of Liberty for Patreon, Kyle.
1: Is there is there a gay angle to this? A gangle? A gangle? There is. we never call it.
0: There is a gangle. There's an excellent chance that the Statue of Liberty is a drag queen.
1: <gasps> New York <laughs> <laughs> something something dreams they can eat pizza rat. Then the last thing I want to tell you. Tell me. These are current New York organizations, New York based organizations mm-hmm. that support LGBT people. Great. Um, this list is from secretnyc.co. Couldn't afford that com. The M, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. give me that com. <laughs> <laughs> the center is new york new york city's lgbtq community center that offers advocacy for new york health wellness programs arts education cultural programs recovery parenthood family support basically supporting new york city's lgbt center in any way imaginable awesome another local one is audre lord project which is a community organizing for lgbt people of color in the new york city area they work for community wellness and progressive social and economic justice Hmm. one of the ones that i've heard of we actually put this on our help and, and resources page is sage this is a national organization services and advocacy for lgbtq elders so they And I don't see too many of these, so that to me is a really important one to know about that advocates for LGBT elders, Mm. and they have a hotline. So if you want the hotline, it's 877-360-LGBT, or 877-360-5428. Hotline if you need resources, help, whatever it is going on, that's a support system. I don't know if I trust them. (laughs) Why?
0: They don't know how letters work. Their name is Sage, but this should be (laughs) is
1: Everything used to be gay, gay, lesbian, bisexual. And that's like you can tell in organizations when they still have GLBT. It sounds weird to say these days, Mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. I started an organization in my college that was the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's just the order we did it in. Yep. Yep. So anyway, yeah. Sage, I do not fault Sage. I personally love our LGBT elders, unlike Mike. You know,
0: because um, the, <laughs> the, I'm closer to being one. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind
1: of cool. Like we need more resources for LGBT elders as yeah. we have more LGBT elders these yeah. days, as people are living longer, happier, healthier lives like and not dying of AIDS.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's this whole thing about like that white middle class gays sort of took over being the image of the culture because they were the ones that had healthcare
1: and lived. Oh um, man. Yeah. It's terrible. That's, I mean, I can understand. I can see that. Did I write down? There's no, there was fuck. I wish I, I would have, ah, it would have been the smooth transition. I, I, didn't include there's one that like is the biggest lgbt provider of health care in the nation oh. or something <laughs> i didn't write the name down i don't know you'll have to find it yourself that's a little mystery for you to solve yourself dear your listener um there's the sylvia rivera law project which is a legal aid organization i've heard of this before and i couldn't pinpoint it. have you heard of this? yeah legal aid organization that serves uh, low-income people and people of color who are trans intersex and gender non-conforming mm-hmm. this is particularly of importance these days they provide social health and legal services they have programs that support immigrants and prisoners rights there's a prisoner pen pal program another one is immigration equity which is the nation's leading lgbt and hiv positive immigration rights organization Hmm. and it's mostly through like legal and policy that they work isn't lambda legal based in new york are they i didn't see them in like this list or whatever but that would be a good one to include if that's true
0: yes they are based in new york
1: Ooh, they're okay they're they're the like law whenever i see like aclu and lambda legal sue for something like i yeah i see them show up a lot they do a lot of great work yeah and act up which i did not realize Fight was aid. still going like i i just think of that as you know back in the 90s actual that?
0: reality Act up. Fight AIDS. That's from Rent. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) I was trying to make it make sense. Um, It (laughs) is...
0: I took my medicine this morning, Kyle. I just want you to know that. But then I had like four cups of coffee, which I think undoes my meds.
1: (laughs) You never take coffee right after medication. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, I'm thinking of fiber. Is that true? I mean, if I shit
0: myself, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. No. You know...
1: (laughs) I don't think i need to know that information act up aids coalition to unleash power i also did not know that was an acronym i mean i knew it was in all caps but i thought that was just because we were so angry um and that is an historic organization that provides direct action to end the aids crisis they were formed in response to the government neglect um the lack of response in the medical community social neglect during the aids crisis during the 80s and 90s um, in particular so yeah, that organization still exists. So a lot of really important LGBT organizations exist to this day in New York that fight for our rights. So, yeah, New York is continues to be a beacon of hope, help, and heart. Did you just come up with that? Yeah, Great. good work. Thanks.
0: <laughs> You're welcome, New York. You can have that one for free. You can free. have that one. No. Oh, are oh, we going to talk about like uh, our like? personal experiences you've been to new york i've you, been to new york you have a really good friend that lives quite there.
1: a few times yep hi tessa you don't listen um that's okay i actually she's busy she's busy she has babies yeah at least two that i know of um are either of them yours <laughs> <laughs> it, if they were it would have been through a hot one of those hot tub sperm babies mm, mm-hmm. so i when i originally got my offer from mm. i could have selected Seattle, Chicago, or New York. And I picked Seattle because my friend, Tessa, who now lives in New York, was in Seattle. That was a big reason. It was like, oh, someone I know is already going to be there. Uh So, and then she left me and then moved away to New York. Wow. Jesus, Tessa, I didn't even think about that. And then you didn't follow her. I didn't follow her. Yeah. So I had the option. I always wanted to live in New York. And there's still part of me that... I don't think I could do a move city thing mm-hmm. like I I have my like I have kind of settled here. Yeah. So there's part of me that kind of wonders what would have happened or what I I don't know. I I could have my life would have been totally different if I had picked that option. Yeah. You and wouldn't be here right now. Nope. We wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I doubt it. And it was just so interesting. Like our colleagues that worked in the New York office, they were they were like we made the same income and they were barely getting by. Yeah. It was like, it was so interesting how different that like the cost is so much higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think, I think Seattle's closing the gap.
1: I think we're working on it. Rent. <laughs> if rent prices are any indication, we're, we're trying, we're trying to fill that gap with San Francisco too. We're working yep, on it. Yep. And I also talked about my dream of one day living in New York With my the first guy I dated, Hmm. like really like long term dating, yeah. And when we broke up, he moved to New York. Oh, interesting. That was uh, I I have said before I tend to cut off Hmm. exes. Mm -hmm. He did that
0: for you, (laughs) so there was a
1: there was a benefit. I'm not going to run into him. Yeah, I saw my latest ex.
0: Oh, did you? Walking down the street. Oh. Did you duck down an alley? Uh,
1: No, I just, I kind of did a weird smile and kept going. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't say anything. Well, okay. Yeah. Anyway. um, Stone Cold Bitch. That's what they call me. Yeah. That's my wrestler name. (laughs) Stone Cold Bitch. Oh, yeah. I'll stone you out.
0: Stone you out? Is that what you said?
1: It is what I said. (laughs) That is correct. That is what I said. But there's part of it that was like a slap in the face we had, kind of a, we had talked you know. about it together like he would always dream to go to new york too and so when he moved i was like Ooh, that yeah. was a lot to that was part of like trying to process moving on like it was that uh, that he that he did the thing that we had talked about doing together it was some of the things he left behind in our apartment yeah like a, a note that i had written him that was like just sitting there on the on the counter that was hard but yeah, yeah. um so I have some, some weird mixed feelings like personally about New York, but I love being there and visiting there. I love big cities. Mm-hmm. Like New York might be my favorite city in the world mm-hmm. and I've, you know, uh, the other ones are n- the big cities. Have you done gay, gay stuff in New York? Um, you said you haven't
0: been to the Stonewall, but like have you done? No, yeah.
1: I have not been to like gay bars and stuff.
0: Let's fucking fix that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's fucking do that. Great. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Pla- Kitchen. Place
0: to be. The bacon an oven something.
1: Uh-huh <laughs> we're both getting some really good ones in, Mike, the oh my bacon god. something oven. oh my god <laughs> how How do you feel? What's your personal experience with new york?
0: i uh, i've I've only been a handful of times. The first time I ever went was uh with my my ex-wife and we mm. saw we saw Wicked on Broadway. Uh, and that those that was the Adina Menzel and Christian Chenoweth days. Oh no. um, got really great tickets too. It was amazing. You,
1: and you were straight then. And I
0: was straight then. Wow. Yes, magical. <laughs> um, let's see. And then and then my ex-husband and I went.
1: Wow, you uh, covered that with, with uh, both and, exes. And,
0: and that's that's when we went to Stonewall. Hmm. And then I was just there for work in October. And I also, except for going to Stonewall for that experience, haven't done any gay stuff
1: you didn't go you didn't go gay when you went recently
0: no uh-uh. huh. no i um instead we went and sang karaoke which is not not gay okay but it could be gay bunch of straight coworkers, yeah. you know yeah so yeah. um yeah could it could have been gayer yeah and it was just a, such a quick trip i was only there one night but yeah anyway i, I i'm excited to like i i, I want to gay it up this trip and and not just because we're doing our show at the spot in Hell's kitchen <laughs>
1: gayspodcastcom slash live june 4th at 7 (laughs) p.m get your tickets you fuck faces yeah it's Um, gonna be a lot of fun
0: it's gonna be a lot of fun but yeah i want to do some K stuff um while we're there and we're there two nights so we should have
1: hopefully opportunity Uh, unless i'm i might just be a nervous wreck and be in the hotel the whole time because i like prepping and just being nervous and taking prep great just downing prep after prep oh well
0: I don't have that problem, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I will invite you. You will to be play.
1: yes. I I have the option of joining you on New York Gay outing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And we're staying in Times Square, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, should we? Should, should, did we do it?
1: Yeah, we. I mean, we talked about New York. But your stuff is really interesting. Huh. I really liked your that Thanks. New York book.
0: Yeah, I'm like I just love it. Yeah. I'm I'm so super excited to read about it too because uh, he keeps talking about like. All of this stuff that's like super important to the whole movement hmm. came out of New York. Yeah. And, and so it's like, in a way, the cradle of gayness in the United States. Yeah. And so let's go visit there and fuck it up.
1: We didn't talk about Stonewall at all. I mean, we did a tiny bit. Should yeah. we, uh, well, We've we talked about it on past episodes, like at the very beginning of the show. So, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. We right. d- then we did stuff. Okay. You want to take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. 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 The part where Mike and Kyle take a so are we back? We're back. We're back. We're gonna do our Gaius and straightest. We're gonna do our
0: gayest, straightest. But first, hey, hey, dirty fuckers, beautiful people. I have a couple of announcements. Tour, the tour. We're going on a tour, y'all. We're gonna be in New York City next mm, weekend.
1: Yeah, if you're listening to this in real time. Yeah. Um, we will be, do you want me to read them? Yeah, do it. We will be in New York on June 4th. It is at 7 p.m. at the spot. There's still tickets. Go to gayishpodcast.com live for these tickets and all your tickets. But we will also be in Seattle June 23rd. That's a free show with Derek and Romaine. Chicago on July 29th. San Francisco on August 13th. Los Angeles on September 10th. And Houston on October 15th. Go get your tickets for all of those places except for Seattle, which is free. You get a drink with your ticket. So it's fun and great
0: yeah it's basically it's 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 basically free it just comes with like you're gonna drink anyway you're gonna drink anyway (laughs) so let's just get you
1: started you know
0: uh our website is gayishpodcast.com
1: we are on instagram at gayishpodcast and we also have a facebook group a discord spaces and you can find all that info at gayishpodcast.com slash contact
0: our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855 Gayish. That's 585 542 9474. Standard rate supply.
1: Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington 98109. Uh, really quickly before we go into the Gay Stratus I just wanted to do a quick shout out to a local slash uh, not local drag event that's happening. So in uh, on July 1st, Saturday, July 1st at 5 p.m. at the Snoqualmie Snow Valley Eagles, uh, there is a, a drag show being put on by Calypso Frost, friend of the show. And uh, it would be really great to support them because it's outside of the city limits of Seattle and it like drag is under fire everywhere, everybody. And if you want to support drag, especially support it where it needs the most support. Yeah.
1: Plus go to drag show. It's fucking amazing. It's always the best time you'll have.
0: Yep. Uh, Doors are at five show is at six. It will be a $10 cover for non-members, $5 for Eagles members, which I don't know how the Eagles in Snoqualmie, Washington rolls, but back home, the Eagles club, like none of those people have seen a drag show before. So it's <laughs> be interesting. Anyway, go, go check them out.
1: Yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: Uh, you were ready to do our gayest straightest. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'll go. Okay. Um, my gayest is I wore some cute dress shoes for an interview and they cut up the back of my feet. Yeah. Like they were like bleeding. I have scabs. Yeah. So injuring myself on, on cute dress shoes. Yeah. Uh, my straightest is I injured myself a different way. I dropped a piece of plywood that I was um, using to set up my AC in my place. Hmm. So dropping that on my shin—that's not cut, great. Cut myself there. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I just, sure? <laughs> you know, hurting myself on accident and and uh, hurting them in gay and straight ways. So yeah. that's fun. Ouch. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You live and you learn. So says Miss Morsette.
0: Yeah. Gotta add that to the list. Gotta too. add that to the list. Um What about you? Uh so the gayest thing about me this week, I went to CC's to Funderwear night last night, mm-hmm. which I knew it was Funderwear Night.
1: I've not thunderwear That's it's
0: fun underwear, Kyle. Yeah, it's underwear it
1: Makes sense. Yeah.
0: And then and then like okay, the gayest thing about me is this <laughs> conversation that I had, which I didn't know how to feel about at the time, but it was very, very gay. And that was this dude said Oh, you're one of those guys that doesn't know how hot he is, and oh, I didn't know how to answer that because if you say yes, <laughs> correct,
1: <laughs> and if you say no, like I don't, how do you, how are you supposed to respond to that? anyway i, I reply I, sarcastically because that's how i reply I, to everything that's
0: like the only option really yeah. No, right? yeah.
1: yeah try to make a joke out of it or something <laughs> oh my
0: god what do you what did you say i don't remember oh, okay. i was very drunk
1: <laughs> were you
0: in your underwear also no i didn't oh, i didn't okay. get down in my underwear which maybe i should because then that was a topic of conversation that mm. i just i ran into chris Hagee, which i always run into him at those kinds of events and he just goes he came around the corner because he was had just gotten done checking in and he just looked at me and he goes every time. <laughs> um, and then I, uh, I, while I was there, hung out with Reverend Sister Berna Bush of of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. There were a couple of them there. Uh, it was great to sort of catch up and get a little bit of inside info about this whole thing with the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, the strangest thing about me this week was uh, after I got home, and again, I was drunk, uh, I took my shoes off and I rammed my pinky toe into the wall on Ooh. the corner here and then uh, I ended up like fucking up my toenail and I I pulled my pinky toenail off and bled all over everything. Um, that's the straightest thing about me this week.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow, we need a trigger warning for this episode oh, just for that.
0: Do you want to see it? No. Uh, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, there should be something there. There is not. There's just dried up blood instead. Yep. We're we're hurting ourselves. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're going to show up Bruised and beaten up to New York City. That's uh, how I like it. Goodness, yeah. Um, uh, listeners, gay listeners, gayest
0: straightest. This week's come to us from Discord, and uh, it wasn't in the Canadians only channel, but probably but. should have been. <laughs> this is from Psychmerse, and uh, it says gayest straightest with the one, the only. Hidden, so Psychmurse and Hidden, two of our most active Canadian uh, Discord folks. Straightest, setting up a bar, running electrical cables hither and yon, and carrying heavy things. Mm. Gayest, it was for a bear event called Bearacus, and the (laughs) costumes got more revealing as the night went on. Their picks as proof, if you want to see them, join our Discord and go to the Gayest and Straightest channel uh also yes i have a staff with multiple glowing gems while dressed as an orc mage and hidden is rocking a harness and jock i am also wearing a jock under my flaps but it's much harder to see
1: (laughs) go check it out go check it out wow we're doing a lot of good promo in this episode just left and right maybe we are good at this pew 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 that's it that
0: is it see you in new york you dirty fuckers yeah
1: i hope everyone comes out it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah um and i would like to thank our super gap bridgers andrew bugby christopher m john Carly, stephen Ports, yost dilsa harry shaw josh copeland jonathan Montañez, wadu Forrest nail patrick martin james barrow steve douglas explosive lasagna michael cubington just jamie kevin henderson thomas b timothy sora dusty sands a coleman chris cacciatorians and jerome york
0: That is it. This has been Gayish. From the Chris Cacciatorius Studios, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm
1: Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Until next week.
0: Buy your goddamn tickets.
1: Buy your fucking tickets. (laughs) If we haven't, did we mention New York, June 4th, 7 p.m., (laughs) The Spot. Check it out. Hope you come. Spoke up.